This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 15th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Congressional action sought on FIFRA preemption. Indo-Pacific trade talks to continue down under. Brazil soybean planting. Ag groups ask Congress to reaffirm FIFRA authority. Agriculture groups are calling on Congress to expressly state that the nation's pesticide law preempts states' authority to craft their own warning labels for products. We strongly urge Congress to reaffirm that EPA is the primary federal authority under the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act for making pesticide findings and decisions, and that states may regulate their use but not impose additional labeling or packaging requirements that 332 groups say in a letter to congressional leadership. The U.S. Solicitor General filed a brief backing California's right to issue its own warning labels in opposing a Supreme Court petition filed by Bayer. The company wanted the court to review an appeals court decision upholding a $25 million award to California resident Edwin Hardiman, who contracted the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after using Roundup. The court rejected the petition in which Bayer made the preemption argument. IPEF negotiations set to continue in Australia. Negotiations to gain ground in negotiating the Biden administration's Indo-Pacific economic framework are set to resume in Australia December 10th. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative and the State Department are billing the week-long meeting as the first in-person negotiations, but talks are well underway. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo met virtually last month with leaders of the 13 IPEF nations for ministerial-level negotiations. Along with our 13 partners, we are tackling challenges and opportunities facing the citizens and economies on both sides of the Pacific, including supply chains, clean energy, digital trade, and sustainable agriculture, among other important issues. That the word of U.S. Trade Representative's Office spokesman Adam Hodge in a statement. Brazil nears 70% completion of soy planting. Brazilian farmers have planted about 69% of the country's soybean crop this year, that according to the consulting firm Agrel. The pace remains slower than last year, which was about 78% complete at this time last year. Complicated weather patterns are raising some concerns in the country's Midwest, but spurring sowing in the south. High temperatures and little precipitation last week in the Midwestern state of Minas Gerais making farmers anxious, according to the consulting firm. In the meantime, in the south, firmer weather that prevailed throughout last week favored the advance of planting after excess moisture had been causing delays in sowing and in plant development. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. 
Among Edge top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Farm workers make plea for FWMA. A group of more than 60 farm workers is expected to be on Capitol Hill and lobby Congress for passage of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act during the lame duck session that opened yesterday. The House Bass bill would provide legal status for existing farm workers and expand the H-2A visa program for foreign labor. Supporters of the legislation have been unable to get GOP support for the measure. The American Farm Bureau Federation has opposed the bill in part because it would allow H-2A workers to sue their employers. On Thanksgiving, when Americans gather with family to give thanks for the food on their table, we ask Congress to show its thanks to essential farm workers and their families by passing this common-sense bipartisan legislation. That the word of the United Farm Workers President Teresa Romero. Now keep in mind, the bill's prospects will not improve in the next Congress. Supporters will still need to find at least nine GOP votes in the Senate. And the Republican-controlled House is not likely to even take up the bill. Smithfield to pay $75 million to settle consumer claims in the pork pricing case. Federal judge has approved a $75 million settlement between Smithfield and consumers in litigation involving allegations of price fixing in the pork industry. The settlement was filed with the court in September and approved by Chief U.S. District Judge John Turheim. Smithfield has previously reached settlements in the class action case filed against it and other pork producers agreeing to pay $125 million to commercial purchasers such as restaurants and food service operators. Smithfield spokesman Jim Monroe said when the settlement was first announced in August that, quote, while we deny any liability in these cases and believe that our conduct has always been lawful, we decided that it was in the best interest of the company to negotiate a settlement. Tyson sales up, earnings down from fourth quarter in 21. Tyson Foods' earnings per share in the fourth quarter of the fiscal year were down from a year ago by 29%, but the company's year-end sales and earnings are results were record-setting, the company said yesterday. Sales for the meat giant topped $53 billion for the year ending October 1, more than $6 billion above last year's sales of $47 billion. Net income was $3.25 billion, about $190 million ahead of 2021. The average sales price for beef products increased in 2022 due to higher costs, including live cattle, labor, freight, and transportation. The price dropped in the fourth quarter, driven by reduced demand for premium cuts of beef as compared to exceptionally high demand in the fourth quarter of fiscal 21, Tyson said. 
Sales for pork had decreased in the fourth quarter due to reduced domestic availability of live hogs, Tyson said. Chicken sales increased. However, and for the year, sales for both chicken and pork were up from 2021. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 15th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.